You're listening to Pod Coast, a coffee catch up with business owners here on the Sunshine Coast, hosted by Erin Short and myself, Jess Boss. We record our episodes from different cafes around the Sunshine Coast, and our aim is to inspire our local community with casual yet insightful chats from business owners here in the region. Basically, we chat to cool people doing cool shit. We keep it low key and local. Pod Coast acknowledges the Gubby Gubby people as the traditional owners of the land we broadcast from and we pay our deepest respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to this episode of Podcast, where we're speaking to Kimberly, who owns Bobby Lane in Markula. Bobby Lane is a cafe and retail space created by Kimberly a few years ago. It has a beautiful local following and Kimberly is really passionate about supporting local creators in her retail space. She also sources secondhand clothing that's all handpicked by her. And she's recently launched a space at the back of her store, aptly named Back, that is available for hire for events, for workshops and content creation. This episode was recorded in that space and the coffees were provided by Bobby Lane. Enjoy. Good morning, Kimberly. Thank you for joining us today. We're sipping some lattes at Bobby Lane, which is Kimberly's beautiful business. So I guess kick us off by telling us about the business. Give us your party pitch. Party pitch. Well, firstly, good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us. I feel honoured. Um, party pitch, Bobby Lane. Bobby Lane is a boutique coffee shop um, that showcases um, conscious fashion, which is secondhand clothing. Um, we also showcase beautiful local artesian goods and epic coffee. It's wonderful. Um, I know your business before it was Bobby Lane. So you used to be around the corner with a different name and um, you always had coffee and you always had the secondhand clothing. What came first? Was it you wanted to be a cafe with a kind of secondhand clothing aspect or were you really invested in conscious fashion and you thought a cafe was a good kind of place for that to sit? Yeah, great question. (laughs) Um, The whole idea of then Camden and Bobby Lane came from me and my mama. We used to op shop together all the time. She used to drive me around to op shops every weekend and I hated it. Um, I was so embarrassed and I hated it. But she taught me over the years of how good it is and how amazing things you can find in op shops are. Um, I think there's a massive misconception of op shopping and it's smelly and it's gross and like it's second stuff people don't want, um, which is not true at all it's the best stuff if you have the time to look um so that's where the idea came from I love clothing um and ever since I was little I wanted to have a shop I used to play shops when I was little uh, every day um but I knew that having a secondhand clothing store wouldn't bring in heaps of people um so that's when I was like let's do it with coffee something that people need or want and then showcasing the clothes with the coffee I thought it was just a really good match it's very smart. It's a great combo. They work really well together and you've done it beautifully. How do you find, because you have quite a diverse, so you've got sort of the boutique side, which is retail, then you've got the hospitality side, which is cafe. You also have just incorporated a studio in the back. Do you have different marketing strategies for each or is it one? How do you? I kind of wing it all, to be honest. I feel like... If you have a passion for something, you can make anything work that comes out of that, if that makes sense. So love people, love coffee, love clothes, love 
shopping. So it kind of all works in together really effortlessly. Um, Marketing-wise, though, I think marketing for sure is so big because the world we live in, everyone is so quick to judge something based on not much. Um, Social media for us, so Instagram is our main marketer has been the reason why we're successful. So we were so hidden in the back um, to begin with, in the tiny little corner on the back of an area that no one went to. But because we had a strong Instagram, we have gotten to where we are. I think what is super important is just being really authentic on Instagram. Again, people can pay influencers, you can outsource all this stuff, but people like to see realness authentic like people being real and I've done that from day one which I think is really allowed us to get to where we are because people like people they do (laughs) they do like people um when you so you've been Bobby Lane on the kind of front strip of Markula for just over a year yeah right when you moved from being candid which like you say was kind of on a back street a really small cute little store Mm -hmm. and you relocated to a larger space you expanded your retail business you changed the name Mm -hmm. Were you ever, was there ever any fear there you'd lose the brand equity you built with Candid or was it fresh start, this is us, we're kind of pivoting slightly? For sure, there's always a little bit of fear with everything that you do in a small business. Um, I think what Candid showed me was we opened in the middle of COVID, so August 2020, and I had no idea what I was doing. But through the community that we found in coffee and in hospitality, and the connections that we made with everyone and the brand we started to create so effortlessly with that space, I knew that we could do it in a bigger space. And like most people that have small businesses, you start and then you're just like, oh, my God, this is so fun. I need more. You just keep, um, you just keep yeah, evolving and growing and you're creative and, like, the side that you get to be so creative in is so fun and addictive that you just want to keep going. So, um we were def- I was definitely nervous and I had no idea what we were in for because we my rent was like $200 a week at Candid and I had yeah, one wow. staff. I used to work seven days a week. We grew into three staff and it was just so effortless. Um, and then obviously with opening Bobby Lane, I was six months pregnant when we opened. And I was like, yeah, it'll be sweet. It'll be so easy. Like I'll bring the baby in. We'll just make coffees. It'll be so good, um, which is just not how it evolved. Like it's so much harder. But in saying that, we have the same community and we have the best support from our locals. There's something so magic about Makula. Um, and I felt that straight away and we've just been so lucky enough to, yeah, be supported on this growth and, yeah. You do have such a community engagement. You have a really loyal following around Bobby Lane. Yeah. How do you think you created that? Um. I think just by being real and genuinely liking people. Like (laughs) hospitality is a big beast. There's 100 coffee shops on the Sunshine Coast and I think everyone thinks they can open a coffee shop and people will just come and get coffee and, you know, I see it happening everywhere. But the difference is whether or not you genuinely like hospitality, you genuinely like being hospitable to people, like you genuinely like making people feel good. And I think that's what Bobby Lane has. We love our customers and we make sure that everyone feels it and that's what I think makes them everyone so happy also loyal yeah and it's such a it's an atmosphere thing and you walk in there's the vibe it's 
it's incredible that you've been able to continue that through all this time and grow such a community involvement around it. Um, I think the investment in local brands is like shines through obviously yeah. as well, even down to the coffee that you use. Like yeah. I know it's still slide, isn't yeah, it? Slide. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know slide coffee quite well. And I think when I first saw you guys, I saw their sign outside and I was like, oh, great, I can get that coffee in yeah. a sh- store which isn't at their roastery, which is yeah. an amazing space as well. But it's nice to kind of see them see them grow as well and see local businesses, mm. yeah, support each other. And I think that's really nice. And with the retail side, um, you've obviously got some other local businesses in. Lots of beautiful local yeah. businesses. I think that was a big part of it as well, being on the Sunshine Coast. We're so, like, surrounded by such creative people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't, and I don't like online shopping anymore. I think from being now in the storefront and seeing, like, how much work all these little creators put into their things, it's so nice having a space where people can come and pick it up and you have that encounter with them and you get to share the story of where it came from and I wanted to make sure that people saw how talented people were on the Sunshine Coast who don't need to go online. Couldn't agree more. Obviously I've been in the retail space for many years and it's so important for people to come in, hear the story behind a brand, experience the product in their hand. Do you contact products and brands or do they come to you? It's a bit, a, bit of of, bit, a bit of both now. I remember at the start, I was such a big fangirl and a sucker for marketing. I was just on social media being like, who's cool? I need them. Um, that's how it started. And then now as we've grown and as our, I guess, product offering has expanded, more people are reaching out. Um, but I definitely still like on the scout and seeing who's up and coming and what's really cool and what resonates with us and um, always like to start really small. So give people a chance to have a place to start, just like I kind of had. That's good to hear. Okay, so you've got your local brands that are selling locally made or locally designed products, and then you also have your second-hand clothing. Mm-hmm. How do you source the second-hand items? Is that fully you, hands-on involved, or what do you do? This is my favourite part of business by far. I could talk about this all day. Um, we are, Me and Bobby, so me and my daughter, she's one year old, we source everything ourselves. Um, so we go op shopping, we go to markets. I do a little bit like online, secondhand stores online. Um, and just recently we've moved into privately buying off people. So now that we do have a brand and people know the kind of stuff that we look for, um, we buy off people, which is so cool. That's been a really like humbling moment for me. I can't believe people come to me and they're like, I've got all this stuff, do you want to buy it? Because that's just... As in second-hand items. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. That's That's great because sourcing can be so time-consuming, like especially with a one-year-old and just, you know, scouring through the op shops, which also uh, have changed a lot over the years. They've changed so much. So the fact that you have other avenues now that you can source. We're big. Me and Erin love vintage. We're huge vintage sources. Like you say, op shopping has – I think it's changing. I think it's evolving to be not yucky, stinky, kind of dirty shops. And it, there's no shame in wearing second hand now. Whereas I remember even a decade ago being like, oh, I got it in England, you call them charity shops. We're like, oh, I got it from a charity shop, like kind of yeah. quietly. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, no, I, I found this in an op shop and I'm proud. Yeah. It's awesome. And if you're doing the hard work for people, because yeah. a lot of people also don't enjoy it, they're not good at it, they might walk into a shop and they don't have the eye that people like you have. Mm-hmm 
now they can come here. You've done the hard work for them and they can just look through your rack. It's all clean, presented beautifully and nice. So. And it is time, op shopping is time consuming, like you said. And you've got to be in the mood. Like, even I, who loved it and literally do it for my job now, I walk in sometimes, I'm like, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And I just walk out because I st- I've started looking on Depop this year, yeah, which great. it's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I have phases where I'm highly addicted to it. <laughs> um, but side note for me, I made a resolution in January this year not to buy any new clothing. Yeah. So everything I've bought this year, I've, obviously they've been new for me, yeah. but they've been secondhand. And it, and it was a bit of a personal passion as well. Yeah. And also a bit of a fight against the, fast just the shit fast fashion. Yeah. Yeah. The wastefulness of it, the, the crap yeah. fabrics, the, it's yeah. Yeah. the awful. It's so, so shit. shit. And you can look unique. Yeah have a point of difference, yeah. attend an event that not every single other person in the room will be wearing the same outfit mm-hmm. as you as if you shopped yeah. at, you know, your fast fast fashion. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. So that's something on that. I think that I always try and keep front of mind as well is because I still love like being on trend, right? Everyone does. Everyone likes to look cool. But with the way we all shop now, we'll wear something once and we don't wear it again. So that's why this element of Bobby Lane and having the secondhand clothes or secondhand, but they've only been worn once, most of it, and they're high fashion, beautiful Australian designer brands that you buy that is so much more affordable. And you still get to be, you know, on trend or you can have that point of difference and be different, which is so cool, the combination. Yeah. For any product-based business owners listening in, just because I work with a lot of them, do you have a sort of a checklist that you go through before you decide, yep, I'm going to put that product in my store? Is there anything that you're like, no, if you've done this, this, or is there anything that writes them off or that gets them in your showcase in your shop? I think if they're nice or not is a big one. <laughs> like if they can, like just you can feel people's energy so easily when they have a small business. Like you're so vulnerable in small business. You wear your heart on your sleeve and I think you can feel just by a small conversation on Instagram or when they come in and show their stuff, you can feel who's in it for the right reasons and those are the people that get on our shelf. That's so great. That's really so. Or if they're just really cool. Good marketing. I'm a sucker. So yeah, because even you need to build a relationship. You're going to be selling their stuff. It's a collaboration. So you want someone who is good to work with along the way. It is humbling to hear though that there is still value in just being nice. (laughs) (laughs) People get so caught up on like, oh, have I got the right? Like, I do branding. So have I got the right logo? Is it is my marketing like slick enough? Is my packaging correct? Are they going to like like do I look professional enough? Essentially, like that constant worrying about things and yeah and I do think if you have your heart in the right place and you're doing it for the right reason it's it goes nice to see yeah it does still go through a long way especially on the Sunshine Coast yeah. like everybody knows everybody somehow yeah. I think here I'm not obviously not from here but it's insane how you go yeah. oh I know you or I know so and so and how you do that so yeah. it's always that impression that you make on someone all the chat GPT proposals and emails in the world won't work <laughs> over right. just making connections can you tell us throughout business you also have a little one and I'm sure you've been through many challenges along the way fitting out new spaces what's the biggest challenge that you have encountered (laughs) biggest challenge I have encountered I feel like there's always challenges there's so many little ones that you go through on a daily basis Um, obviously comes back to your mindset and 
your support system that you have around you as to how you get through everything. Um, but biggest challenge for us, I think, or for me, would be just the juggle of motherhood and small business and doing it at the same time um, because you can only spread yourself so far. You can only give yourself, you know, you can only give yourself so much. So working out how to balance that has been my biggest challenge because I like to do everything. But And you started the business pre having a child. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so it's been different. It's been different. I think, yeah, being a first-time mum and a first-time business owner, that juggle has been the hardest but also the best because they work so well together. So being a mum and a small business owner it has its challenges but they also encourage each other so much. That makes sense. How do you handle the juggle? Or do you have any advice for any mums listening in? Because there are so many mums on the Sunshine Coast also running businesses. Any tips for them? Any tips, I think. Just the idea of being a role model and I think showing someone that is so small and innocent that, that you can do anything. And I know she can't recognise that at this stage, but knowing that one day we'll have this conversation or one day the cafe she might be working in it or whatever happens in the future, knowing that at this stage when it would have been so much easier not to have a business and just be a mama or, you know, work for something, do something different, knowing that you gave it a good crack and you were able to be an incredible mum but also follow your passion. Yeah. I, look, I think the fact that you said that you used to get op shopping with your mum and now you take your daughter yeah. is absolutely beautiful. And there's you've obviously learned from your mum, mm. like that kind of stayed with you to get you to this point as a mm. business owner. Surely it's only showing your daughter like good things in yeah. terms of business ownership and being successful or at least trying, like you say, trying things and trying to make your mark on the world a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah. working for yourself is incredible. It's so stressful and it can be so hard and isolating and all the things, same as what you feel when you first become a mum. You're lonely, you're overworked, like overwhelmed, you're isolated. But the reward that you get every day is the same in small business, I feel. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really beautiful advice for mums to hear that because the the mum guilt is quite... It's huge. It's huge and it's in all of us. And when we're pursuing our own passions and our own dreams and our goals, sometimes you do, that creeps in a little bit. But reminding yourself that you're a role model and you're showing her that she can also do the same or he. Do you have um, a local business that you can shout out to? Uh, Like I said earlier, the Sunny Coast is so incredible. We have so many beautiful small businesses and little ones are popping up all the time, which is so inspiring. Popped into my mind. I want to shout out to Fellow Studios. It's a um, Pilates studio in Bly Bly. Um, Stevie is the owner. She is such a good role model and example of someone who leads from the trenches. Stevie is an epic ball of energy and shows you that you can work hard but have so much fun doing it. And she's, she's really, really inspiring for me. Yeah. Um, I go twice a week, I think. And, like, just that reinvigorates me every week being like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to do something more with Bobby Lane or, like, I'm going to do something more. Like, it's so cool to see someone who loves their job so much and is here for the people as well. Yeah, she's so motivated. Yeah. Shout out to Stevie. Maybe we'll have to get her on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kimberly, can you tell us, do you have some business values that you stick to and what are they and how do you stick to them? Business values are so important, I think, because you can get so lost in what you're doing because especially if you wear all the hats like a lot of small business owners do, drawing back to why you do what you do or what is your reason or what are your values is a really nice way to stay on track and stay, I guess, humble. Um, my business value would just be, I think, authenticity, just making sure that we stay real in what we do. I feel like for the coffee side of our business, you can get coffee everywhere. Um, our coffee value is just being kind, so making sure that we treat everyone the same, that we're really welcoming, making sure everyone, you know, we remember their name. is such a small thing, but people love it. Like, you are a really big part of everyone's day serving a coffee. Like, it's so simple. But people start their day every day with us. So making sure that we're making a good impact on their day. Our retail value would be just staying conscious. So making sure that we stick to people that are small batch um, creators and ensure that the clothing that we offer is predominantly Australian made. Those values are beautiful. It's so important to stay true to your business values, I think, and set them in stone. But change them over time as your business grows and you evolve. Yeah. So that's really nice for people to hear. So do you have any big future plans, Bobby Lane? You've just opened your space at the back of the store. Maybe you can talk about that a little bit as well. Yeah, for sure. 2024 is going to be a beautiful year for us. I think now that we've gotten through the first year of being, I guess, established a new business, I think the second year, well, our second year is going to be about just fine-tuning everything and all of the things our beautiful customers and our amazing community have told us or what they want to see, I think this year is about putting them all into action. Um, I've always been for the people. I always want to give people what they want in a healthy way. Um, so I think this year is about doing all of that. Um, part of that will be, I don't want to say too much, but will be potentially alcohol. So having a little cocktail space. Um Exciting. Yeah, so you can go for a swim and then maybe come over for a mimosa or yes. espresso martini. Who knows? Excited. Um, we'll be following along for that. And, yeah, just continuing to do what we do and get better and better. For a lot of businesses listening in, they've got the idea, they've just started out. Uh, they're, a lot, often us creatives, we find it really, Hey, we've got the idea, we're gung ho, mm -hmm. and then you start your business, and the growth part is difficult, or you think it's a lot harder than what you expected it would be. Do you have any advice for those business owners who want to grow, yeah. who feel like it's really challenging and they're sort of stuck? Yeah, um, absolutely. I feel like we've all been there, and the best advice I can give is just remember that good things take time. And just remember that you've done the hardest part already, which is having an idea. And then opening an idea or launching your idea and putting yourself out there is so incredible. I have such a soft spot for people that open business because you just, it's just so incredible. You're having a crack and there's nothing, yeah, it's just amazing. So my advice would be just start small, let things happen naturally. Don't put so much pressure on yourself because... You will be successful and it will work if you are doing it for the right reasons and if you have your heart on your sleeve and you're, you're staying genuine and 
you're being real to yourself, you will be successful. You just have to stay positive. It's just mindset. Just making sure that you stay positive. That's amazing. Yeah, it's so good for people to hear that. And I think a lot of the time we see the highlights real. You see other business owners killing it and you're like, why isn't mine that easy? Why isn't my journey that easy? Yeah. So you've nailed it on the head there. Yeah. Just stay positive. We loved our chat with stay positive from Bobby Lane going. and we hope you did More too. We talked to her about her business growth from her small humble beginnings to now and her recent venture, The Back, which is a creative space and studio for hire. Her chat served as a perfect reminder that you can take your passion through to your business, just like her love for vintage. We sipped our coffees in her studio from the cafe, Bobby Lane, and I had possibly the best turmeric latte I've ever had in my life. Highly recommend. I scored some beautiful giftware and we shopped her vintage. It really is worth a visit if you're driving by Markula, pop into Bobby Lane and meet Kimberly. She's always up for a chat and all her staff are friendly and lovely. Thank you so much for listening in.